It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And not in the good way. Pride 48 2012 is coming to an internet near you. Live from fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, the luxurious Luxor Resort, and cities around the globe, Pride 48 2012 will be streaming across the World Wide Web September 14th through the 16th. Join us online or in person. Stay at the Luxor and Excalibur Resorts and take advantage of our special discounts using our exclusive discount codes. For all this information and more, log on to pride48.com and be sure to mark September 14th through the 16th on your big gay calendar. Then as I'm saying that, I got an invitation for my cousin to go to his what is his offloading to Afghanistan and it's like do I go to this thing and if I go to that do I keep my mouth shut or what do yes, I do? Yes, you keep yes. your mouth shut. It's not about you, it's about him. Well, if it's about him, he should not be going. No, it doesn't work that way. He made a commitment. No. Yeah, he signed a contract, he made a commitment, he took an oath. Um, if they tell him he's got to go and there's no way he can get out of it, then there's no way he can get out of it without breaking some laws and potentially putting himself in legal jeopardy for a very, very long time. Well, that means so, I, I, no, 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 I agree no, with you, no. but that doesn't mean I can't express my concern. No, you, there's nothing you can do, so keep your damn mouth shut. Yeah, keep your mouth shut. Well, then I just, don't want to go then. <laughs> then don't, then don't just go. well yeah, wish You know what? If something well happens him. to him, then you can live with that for the rest of your life. Well, I don't. Yeah. I'm not really. Close well, to wish him, <laughs> but no. Keep keep your political stuff to yourself. Okay. Uh, that's so that's, hard. For that's me to being do. a true progressive. Well, that's I, being a true progressive. It's also just called being polite. Well, I know that generally I am a very polite person, but it's a it's a fine line. Being, you know, you you definitely want to enact change in the world, and when you see something wrong, you don't you want do it that way. You don't do it that way, not by alienating family members. Well, I'm not trying no. to alienate him. I just want to tell him, don't go. <laughs> well, so. he's going to tell you the same thing. Yeah, well, that's fine. He probably would say he doesn't want to go there, but it's his sworn duty to do it. What about this? Well, yeah, that's that's not that's another topic for another time. No, so. no, no, no. <laughs> when you're when you are under contract, when you I, are I in know, the armed David, forces, I know, but that doesn't do mean I that doesn't mean I like it. I know that but doesn't mean I think it's right. It ain't about you. It doesn't matter. It's none of your business. Well, that, yeah. well, then don't really. really if that's where it ends. It's none of your business. That's what if he exactly? What if he said to you? I think it's immorally reprehensible for you to have gay sex, and and you and your partner disgust me. Even though you're my, but but you're my family, so I will accept it that way. Because, but I have to tell you. Do you really want him to tell you? No. Then then it's the same thing. Shut the fuck yeah, up. It doesn't thing. concern you. Right. I mean, I I didn't want my brother to have to end up in Kuwait and everywhere else he did during the uh, during the Gulf War or the Iraqi War. Um, but because he made that commitment to the United States Air Force, because he took the oath, because he kept re-upping, he went over there. He never, I don't think, actually went into Iraq. Thank God I don't think he did. But 
And I I could not like it as much as I wanted to. Well, you, but that's what he was told to do. Well, you know, I take that back because I, I would probably want people to say something to me that I just would never talk to them again if they were going to say something like that. So Don't go in with a chip on your shoulder. I'm. It's, do not go in. If you, look. I don't want to. I'm probably not going to go anyhow. It's probably a movie. A- answer this question, Anthony. And if no. you can answer this question, I'll support you. <laughs> what do you have to gain by telling him? My if conscience. you can answer that, no, what do you have to gain? My conscience. Do you, wh- why? By you telling him, if you told him not to go, the only alternative is for him to become AWOL and become a criminal. Yeah. Do you think that is a better outcome for him to never see his family again because he has to hide out in another country? Is that better to No, 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 no. I, I understand no, that. No, 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 no. But I'm asking, under- fuck your conscience. It's none of your goddamn business. Right. You're not going to win this argument, Anthony. Yeah, I know. And and the other thing, Anthony, never tell anybody something they already know. Right. Because if somebody said to you something you already know, doesn't that just piss you off even more? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, then why? Then that's my point. Then shut up. Yeah. See, did you ever read the the book Catch-22, Anthony? Hold on, Mike. Hold on. What, Sean? I'm almost done, so. Okay. Did you ever read the the book Catch-22? Hold on, David. Talk amongst yourselves. One sec. I'll be right back. How can I talk amongst myself when I'm asking him a fucking question? I, I doubt that he's right. Be patient okay. and wait. Sorry. I. Uh, God forbid everybody in the world needs my attention at once here. So. Um, I don't know. Anyhow, what's the book, David? Catch-22 by Joseph Heller. No, no. I've been, I've been wanting to read that. and, and Read it. So. Read it. The I'll give you just, just part of it. I mean, it's a huge book. It's really good. But one of the, the main things that they talk about is um, that the insane people are the people who want to go. The people who are completely off their rocker and totally dangerous to themselves and everyone else are the people who want to go. To the and they're the people who typically end up getting Section aided. The people who don't want to go are the sane ones. They're the ones who do are in complete sense. They go because they understand they have the duty, uh, the duty bound. You know, they're bound by duty to do it. Right, right, right. But it's I, that's I, the whole I think thing. You guys are misunderstanding. I, I, I no. The whole point is, it's it's not. It's not my business. It's not I totally about you. agree with that. But it's not about point, you. At the same point, I I don't I don't like the idea. So I don't either. Yeah. You know, I I didn't like the fact that President Bush. And Dick Cheney put my brother in physical and mental jeopardy for fucking oil. Yeah. But because he made that commitment, he went. Well, you that know is, but wait, also, what, wait, also, that is. And whether or not I liked opinion. it was immaterial. Yeah. And the fact know, is, he made opinion. that commitment. And you know and what? And if I take this from the libertarian side, too, everybody has a right to choose their own destiny. So, oh, fuck the libertarians. So, if, well, no, if we take it from that point, then yeah, I mean, your brother and my cousin basically have a right to do whatever they want. I really have no dictation to explain to them, you know, what my viewpoint is because they have a right to choose choose their own path in life. So yes, it's no, 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 no. anybody you, you who joins the military, what do you expect? You know what you're going in for. You're not going in to, yeah. to, to parade the borders. You're going in knowing that you may have to kill people and, or be killed in, in service to your country. 
It's not a shock to anybody, and I don't know why it is every time that somebody actually is told that you have to do the job that you're trained for. That's what you're doing. It's like a lawyer who – no, but it is. That's your job in the military. It's like a lawyer going, wait, I have to try a case? Or a a surgeon going, wait, I have to do something in the emergency room? I thought I just got the degree. That's what your job is, and it's a choice that they made. Whatever reason they made that choice, again, none of your business. But it's their choice, and I'm going to tell you, there are times – no, there is never a time that I am not grateful for them. And there is never a time that I don't support the actions they do because they are doing something that none of us could ever do. And someday we will need them in a way that you can't even imagine. But see, see, Joey, though, if they're doing something that we know is woefully illegal, how can we support them? It's it's your opinion. It's truly your opinion. Let me just tell you that you can say you don't support these guys. And if you tell them you don't support them enough and when something actually happens and you need them, what if they say, you know what? Fuck you. They have every right to do that, then. Okay, here's why I need to get guns. Their job is to protect us. That's like a cop. That's like you heckling a cop and you being held up, and a cop intervenes and then sees you there, and and, and he goes, "Oh, you're that douchebag who called me a donut eating dick." Now, now, fuck you, boy. Yeah, well, actually, my dad was a cop, so yeah, I understand that completely. But I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's our responsibility, though, to make sure that when we do send these guys into a war. And into combat that we're sending them into something that's absolutely necessary. You know, I find, this generation, I find this generation to be one of the most disrespectful generation when it comes to service people. I really yeah. do. And it upsets me because I hate to tell you, if it wasn't for the, our grandparents' generation, y'all be speaking German. Okay? The yeah. Nazis were moving fucking fast. And there was very little that would have stopped them. And at that time, people were grateful and people supported our military. And my God, you may not agree with everything they do, but we don't know. Thank God there's people above us who run this country because I don't want to know every choice that they make. Choices that may be good, bad, or otherwise, but in the long run may or may not be the keep us alive. Sorry. I support our military 110%, and I'm so sick of everybody's second guess because none of you could pull the goddamn trigger. No, I know I couldn't. I could not. And let me, let me, the differentiation I made, and I think I even said this on one of my shows one time was I had no problem with the fact that my brother was in, in, was in the mil who was in the military, who kept re-upping, who, who did that because he loved it. He got all of the love for the military that both of my grandfathers had. And that's fine. You know, he could have my, my portion of it. Um, I would never hold my brother in contempt for anything he did as long as he was doing something that was dutiful and honor, you know, that was within honor, okay? Not one of these, you know, mowing down an entire village for no reason kinds of things. Well, yeah, but what if my... Let me finish. Let me finish. All right. Fuck you. (laughs) God. Go on. My brother... I, I would have no problem with him as long as he was doing stuff that was honorable, that was within the normal code of conduct. The problem I had was what the people on top were doing. His commander-in-chief at the time, President Bush, and Donald Rumsfeld, and Dick Cheney, and all the others who were basically sending people in completely unprepared, completely under-equipped, completely underfunded and lying to them. Those were the people I had the problem with. The people 
on top who were making the decisions that could potentially have ended my brother's life. Can Those I ask you a question on that, David? Wait a minute. Let's, yes. actually, let's jump in because Larry, Larry was in the military. Let's get his viewpoint on this whole thing I just realized. I already typed it in the chat room. Oh, well, well, the chat room is not going to be on the replay. So let's give a, let's give some, I mean, give us your thoughts. My thoughts. Uh, you know, when people sign up, they kind of have an idea what they're going to get into. And it's their decision if they want to enter the military service. You, Larry, Larry you were a chef, but you were fully trained for combat, correct? Uh, you had to go through boot camp. And the only training we had in combat was basically how to shoot a nine millimeter. Yeah. But after that, there's training on uh, nuclear fallout and have and deal with the aftermath of everything. Because I was in the Navy. I didn't leave the ship. That was the Marines that were on board that did that. Yeah. But, but let me ask you this, Larry. If you were doing something which you well, – let's see it. If you were doing something you know that was absolutely wrong and you were doing it because you signed up for this, what would you do? Would you go AWOL or would you just carry the orders out? I'd follow my orders. Anthony, Even if it was something I didn't like. It shocks me to say that you know what was wrong because I hate to tell you this. Right, and this is uh, okay. <laughs> hindsight is always twenty twenty. Oh yeah, okay? I agree. It, but, but you're operating off of hindsight, okay? And you really are, because when this all happened, okay, when this all happened, I, and let's just say we're talking about Iraq, which I do take offense to, and I am not a George Bush Dick Cheney fan. I never was. I was outspoken at the time. I'm outspoken now. Although I look back at his presidency and I think there's some more intelligence to it than what I thought there was. But uh, because it's not an easy job. But one thing with David, David, it wasn't yes. Cheney. It wasn't Cheney and Bush who fund the war. That is Congress. So unless you're going to lay them out accountable, which was a Democrat Congress at the time, that is who funds the war and decides where funds go. OK, they that is a, not. Huh? They were only no. a Democratic Congress after 2006. When we went into Iraq, it was mostly a Democrat Congress. No, no, no. It was maybe no, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Republican. I apologize. Yeah, but either it way, was it was the Democrats who continued the funding. Okay, and I believe we had a Democrat Senate at the time, or no? Yes. So, uh, so ultimately, yes. it's Congress who declares war, and it's Congress who can fund or defund a war. Okay, so let's just get that out of the way. The president except, except Congress signed away that. Um, just before we went in, right in the aftermath of 9/11, Congress actually signed that power over to the president. Hey guys, they st uh, they still had to unconstitutionally, fund it. but they right. did. No, they still had to fund it. They still had to fund it. I agree. At the same time, the president does present a lot of budget to Congress initially, and at the time. There was a lot of outsourcing that was going on. Halliburton was getting a lot of it. Blackwater was getting a lot of it. They essentially were trying to privatize parts of the military during that time. And this is established fact. This is not. No, I agree you know, with you. It, that's basically they were trying to essentially um, 
do do what they've been trying to do with so many other government things. They were trying to basically privatize the war. I'm just not going to blame it on one person is the point. And I am not a Bush no. fanatic, believe me. But the, wing, the thing I will tell you is at the time that we invaded, and it was an invasion. I, I, I yeah. stand by that. We invaded Iraq. Yeah. Everybody was on board with that decision. The Democrats in Congress and the way I know, and I've yeah. said this before because I do have some connection in between that, what mm-hmm. they were given, the intel they were given. Right. Which was flawed. Right. But the reality is we don't know at what point who thought or who knew it was flawed. We can't right. prove that because if we could prove that you could have fought, it could have still be treason charges on former presidents. And the reality is everybody uh, well, said no. based. That also huh? got signed away. That actually got signed away also. Everybody. There was, there was a retroactive pardon put on everybody in the Bush administration. Yeah. Look everybody it up. Who, fine. Everybody who was everybody who was involved at the time though was all in. So I I hate I hate when and, and do you know what the reality yeah. is? If we found weapons of mass destruction, would we still be having this argument? Yeah, we might. We absolutely might. Why? Because nobody is ever pleased. I'm going to be honest right. with you. When it comes down to any other country compared to us, that when we found out when we initially thought this was an attack from Afghanistan at 9/11. As liberal as I was, I was hoping, like G.I. Joe, we would send everything we got over there and bomb the shit out of them till they gave up the person who did this. Yeah, and that is basic did. survival. I know, but that's yeah. basic survival. And when it comes down to it, people who pick apart this country, you will become a strong... It takes stra- tragedy to bring everybody back home. Yeah. You know, And I'm sorry, I stand by everything we did. It may have been flawed. But at the time, it was what we thought was right based on the information we had. Yeah. Listeners, now, the other thing to know, uh, the other we, thing to know, too, Joey, is until President Obama, the um, Iraq and Afghanistan wars, uh, you, you're talking about the budgeting thing, those were never part of the main budget. Those were always emergency bills. Those were always bills that were not part of the regular budget because... Largely, they didn't want people knowing what the cost actually was. The, yeah, none of those, none of the uh, of the military funding for those wars was on the regular budget until President Obama. His first budget as president was the first one that actually put those wars literally on the books. Yeah, but you have to understand, a, a team of about four hundred people signed away, signed that away. Congress. Sign that shit. Well, they away. still have to, they still have, yeah. I mean, right. The but house, what I'm saying, it wasn't one person who made that call who said, hey, guys, I'm just going to do this and push it through. No, it was a whole bunch of people. They and, were. And, and you mean, and I promise you, if we took a poll on 9 11 and said, hey, uh, this might cost a shitload of money, anybody opposed to it? I don't think any, if we even took a populist vote throughout the country, I think that would have passed and unanimously that would have said, spend well, yeah. what you got to spend, finish it up. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, so. I think the same, the same amount of fervor existed after 9-11 that existed after Pearl Harbor, okay? And the same amount of, yeah, let's, let's get this thing done. The problem was happened simply, tomorrow, the same amount of fervor would happen again. Yes. I would feel much more comfortable with the man who's in charge of it now than I did about Bush and Cheney and Rumsfeld because, frankly, they couldn't seem to... Um, 
Which is funny because it's, it's basically the same chief of staffs and the same people on the ground. It is. Well, the same people yes. who are actually making the really important decisions are still in power. Except the Secretary of Defense is different. The Commander-in-Chief certainly is. And, I mean, let's look at what happened when they went in and got bin Laden. You know, I they, hated they our it. former Secretary of Defense. I didn't like him as a person, but to be honest, he's the longest-serving Secretary of Defense if you run all his times together. I mean, it, well, it's ridiculous. Well, that's just because that's cause Bush wasn't ready to admit that he was wrong. <laughs> I, I think I think he lost his focus at the end, but at the beginning, I will I will say uh, whatever. Uh -oh. It's done. It's all in the uh -oh. past. He he tried to manage that thing basically like businesses trying to manage things right now. They Agreed. send half the staff to do something that requires three times that many people, and they underfund it by a considerable amount. They try to do everything cheap. They were trying to run this war like so many corp so many businesses in corporate America try to run their businesses right now. Underfunded, understaffed, and certainly undertrained. I don't think anybody knew it was what it was. I think that's it. I think we underestimated the enemy. I I know. I, I don't accept that. I don't accept that. There's plenty of information available. They just didn't want to use it. The thing that nobody wants it. to point out is Al-Qaeda is basically non-existent now compared to what it was at the time. So, I mean, the pro the project at the end of the day, it's a success. Century. Well, see, the, the Iraq War and the Afghanistan War, Afghanistan War were part of what's known as the Project for a New American Century. Essentially, it was that the United States was going to go in and essentially overthrow every government in the Middle East, set up supposedly, basically puppet governments, and they figured they would just go in there and just every government would just fall like dominoes. They didn't take into account the fact those those people can fight back. They figured all you had to do is go in there and just just you know show a few guns to them and and there'd be white flags everywhere. They didn't take they did not take into account the fact that those people were going to fight back. Just basically almost like what happened when the British tried to suppress the revolution here. You know, they had their own guns. They had their own guns, and they went in here thinking we were going to fight like gentlemen, like they were, and we're shooting them from every tree, you know, every every under behind rocks and everything else, while they're marching in their nice, neat formations with their, you know, uh, cross straps that made an excellent little bolt. You know, it's it it was the arrogance that we went in there thinking that we could do this, and things were just going to fall in place, and they didn't. You know, so there there was a lot of arrogance on the top, and it was a lot of people that, I'm sorry, never served a day in the military in their lives, didn't have a clue what it was like to pick up a gun and shoot somebody, um, and they thought they could just manage this war um, just fine, and they didn't have to listen to people who have actually seen combat. Say what you will about Eisenhower. He was one of the greater presidents. He was a Republican. Yes. He was one of the greater presidents, and he kept a salvo war longer than most other presidents because he was there, and he knew what it meant, and he knew because he had seen combat what it could do to people, and he understood why he wanted to, as much as possible, keep us out of, fur of further combat. And that's why, in his last address to the nation, he made the warning about the military-industrial complex. 
he saw what was coming. He saw it already that there was basically an industry that was growing up that wanted to keep us in a perpetual state of war because they could make a profit off of it. And I know I've, I've hit on several different things here and I'm probably pissing people off right and left, but I don't disagree uh, with everything you're saying. You know, <laughs> you know, and, and the problem simply is, and, and, I'm so, and, I'm so glad that we have a different president who served in the military now in charge and a vice president well, who didn't have five deferments like Dick Cheney. Of course he well, had four deferments, uh, but I mean, it's fine. Obama did not serve in the military. Let's, let's just say he didn't, but he listens to the people who do. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're making you're making broad statements. Nobody knows what happens behind that door and decisions that are made. And I know we all hate George Bush, but I I I think that's ingenuous to think that. I guess I just think they're ingenuous statements. I don't know that any president would have handled it differently. And I think the fact that we're all second guessing again with shit that we can't change. Right. Uh, the, the reality is we didn't like Bush to begin with. It was going to be much harder for him to please us. And the same way that people who don't like Obama, they think his last four years have been a waste. I look at it differently because I like the changes he's made. So, I mean, quite honest with, honestly, if you're already on the opposite side, they could have done everything completely right and done one thing wrong, and that was the thing we'd focus on. Right. So I, I'm but, sorry. I, I can't I, – I understand what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I, I, I do think that we, I think we did underestimate the way this thing was going to be. And that's the only way I can justify saying that we'd send people in unprepared because we didn't realize what it was going to be like. But my, my point again, we, we had a president in there who was a fit as a business leader to begin with. He couldn't run a business to save his life. Um, he, he, and this is documented, um, there was a corporate board that he was sitting on. They actually asked him not to come back to their, to their meetings because he was so disruptive and so completely inappropriate. They said they, they, they invited him not to come back to their meetings. So, you know, there, there's, this was the man that got appointed into the office. Please can we like, change it to can we change the yeah. topic? Because if not, you're going to make me start having to defend George Bush, which I'd rather dive a ice pick in my eye because <laughs> I, I don't like the guy. But I, it's just I, 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 I'm always able to see the other sides. And I just as you're saying this, I'm thinking about other presidents and I'm thinking, well, he was a successful governor, which he was. And then I think about Ronald Reagan, who I'm like, well, we're talking about an actor who, based on popularity, was able to become a president, who, good, bad, otherwise, was a decent president. We have a peanut farmer who we put... I mean, I just don't think those are good arguments. I mean, all intents and purposes, Barack Obama is a college professor, is a flawed college professor, and he's president. I wouldn't even call him a senator because I don't think he's served enough time. He was in there for three years, and one and a half to two years of it, he was campaigning for president. So I'm yeah. sorry, it's, it's just... The grass is always greener, and, and I just uh, – one thing I will say, the only thing I will say and then I want to move on is I – George Bush made decisions that I never want to have to make in my life. Yeah. And whether we agree with them or disagree with them, I do truly believe the man did what he thought was the best stuff at the time because I can't imagine being in charge of a country that's supposed to be the superpower 
And then in one of our most biggest cities, our most major things, all of a sudden somebody launches an attack. Nobody wants that on their watch. Nobody, you know, and I don't know. I was proud of him at some moments. I still don't like the guy, but I was proud of him at some moments. I don't know. I, okay. I would love to be able to visit the parallel universe where George, where Gore actually did end up in the White House and see how he handled it. I'd, I bet I'd it like would have been no that. different. I bet it would have been no different. I bet there would have been no, no 9-11, but that's, that's a whole different matter entirely. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you for joining the David and Joey show. <laughs> Join us next week. Where David and Joey will basically talk about everything that's on their mind. Um, We're usually in no complete agreement. from anyone else. So you can go check them out at davidandjoey.com. We and- usually agree. I know. <laughs> is this, is this, is this going to actually all go out as the show, or did you at some point stop recording? No, I'm recording still. We're still oh, okay. here. I'm going to just split it up into two shows. So if somebody doesn't want to listen to this, they, they don't have to. So. <laughs> You I give so freely. You realize my I'm pissed, I've pissed off my boyfriend because I'm missing out on date night for you guys. So all, all you kids in the, in the future, realize the sacrifice some of us have made for your edgy, edgy I don't. Yeah, care. this single guy's heart just care. bleeds for you right now. Say what? This single guy's heart just bleeds for you right now. Well... Trust me, sometimes I would rather be single, but that's all in our story, so depends on which day of the week. Anyhow, I think we pretty much have run the gamut of this particular show, but um, we will be, we'll we'll close this show. We'll, I mean, there's really not much else to report this week, so so no, without, no. without any further ado, let me go around and let everybody have their five seconds of informational speak, please. Of to tell about of their show, so uh, let's start off with Mr. Uh, Larry Queen, Mr. Q Sledge. You can find me as Q Sledge on the Twitter, and you can find me on iTunes with the podcast titled "The Rainhammer Cast." All right, and uh, next but not least is definitely Mr. Reliable, Mr. Brother Sinatus. Hey, you can see me on the audio booze under Brother Sinatus, which is C I N A E D U S. And I'm on Google Plus, which is how come I knew we could go over time today. <laughs> yes, uh, good old Google Plus. So much more or less invasive than Facebook. Um, and then Mr. Uh, Joey from Cocktails and Cream Puffs. You can find my show at cocktailsandcreampuffs.com where we discuss owning guns, voting conservatively, and supporting our flag-waving military, which is so not true. <laughs> And last but not least, Mr. Uh, Blue Jeans guy, Mr. David himself. Yes, a semi-weekly, soon-to-be-weekly again podcast featuring what's going on in my life and the world around me and the occasional bit of politics, too. Uh, send me a question to at bluejeansguy.com. And you can uh, send all your feedback and questions to us at thisweekgay.com. I'm Anthony. I'm out of steam, so bye, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.